Hello everyone, my name is Jake Fugit and I'm from the marketing department. Hi, I'm Matt Fritz, I'm the marketing director here at Smartland. Hello, I'm Tom Ott, I'm the director of investor relations here at Smartland. And this is Run With It, today's episode, Should You Have a YouTube Department? The, the reason we came up with this topic is when you think about videos or where do you go on the internet to, to see a video or to learn something new that you know you might need a step-by-step -step process and to watch a video, what do you think of? Oh, YouTube. Well, Easy. Of course. Hands down. There's, there's very little or very few other sites out there other than YouTube when it comes to streaming videos and uploading videos and downloading them. So we thought how, how to make your department better, how to make your company better to just have a YouTube department. Like it's, it's quite a bit different. Like when you think of, you know, social media platforms, you know, you can get at least three or four to your head. I mean, you have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even LinkedIn. Snapchat. Yeah. Like everything nowadays is either social and they might have video capability, but you know, if you want a longer video, where do you go? You know, right? YouTube. Right. Or shoot, I mean, even a good chunk of videos on social media, you can basically trace down their origins straight to YouTube. Like you can find the YouTube channel that first uploaded, you know, whatever viral video or, you know, whatever marketing campaign. It's just, it is the platform. And it's owned by Google. Like, I mean, come on, they're like the biggest thing since Disney. <laughs> right. So kind of like how this started is, you know, we do videos here obviously. Um, but we were thinking, you know, maybe the topic was how to create a YouTube star. Well, we, we know some of the details going in, but that is way too broad of a topic to, you know, what kind of videos are you going to be doing? Is it educational? Is it sports? Is it, you know, whatever. So it kind of broke off from there. But we understood that how much time it needed to take for that person to become a influencer, as you would say, in social or a contributor, or what is it on YouTube? A good channel, making money, you know. The professional YouTuber, as it were. So we know that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and then that's where it came to the department, because there's so many other integral things, like script writing, um, equipment knowledge, even setting up, and even acting, you know. We might not be actors in here, so if we wanted to become a good influential channel on YouTube, we probably would hire an actor or find somebody to talk in our videos. So breaking all of those steps down, we're like, man, we could probably have a department that has all of these different people, and that's where we're going with this. We feel that, you know, if you really want to make a YouTube presence, uh, making a whole department just around YouTube itself is super beneficial, and we think you could run with this. And it's definitely no secret that companies all over the place are trying to utilize videos for their marketing, to connect with their, you know, if it's customers or clients, whatever they have. Um, you know, so they'll try to film their own videos, like if they're doing a special event or they're trying to promote a product, they'll film it on their cell phone, they'll upload it to maybe Facebook or YouTube. It's not very good, it's usually kind of shaky and grainy, and it's not going to get a lot of attention. Because exactly, you need someone who can focus on this and make it their full-time job and not even not even marketing because marketing has got their own thing going on whether it's photos or advertisements not not video but print advertisements they're working on other stuff that to all of a sudden just assume they can be YouTube experts is a lot to ask of you know someone who's been doing marketing for you know 10 15 years whatever so the idea of adding a department to an existing company is huge because more people are going to engage with videos than with text or with pictures. Videos seems to be much more attractive to a lot of people. Right, and another thing too is, I mean, YouTube is its own animal. It is. It works very specifically. Like, I mean, you have to have, you know, in order to please the algorithm, there are certain criteria you have to meet, and that's ever-changing. Like, I mean, you have to have, like, videos every single day. They have to be a certain, you know, time length. They have to be, you know, appealing to advertisers or, you know, YouTube can go in and block them. Like you can't just have, you know, that much dedication as another thing a marketing department will do. 
you definitely, you need a team who's able to be able to focus very hard on YouTube to, you know, make sure that, yes, everything is going out, you know, on time every single day and that it is working with the algorithm and that it's, you know, it just has to be very uh, consistent and requires constant attention. And I can even tell you from when we started videos, you know, even when I started working here, you know, it was mostly the old school advertising. It was print material, uh, mailers, um, website, you know, development and design. And then all of a sudden, social hits the board. And it's like, we need a social presence at, for at whatever product we're doing or whatever, you know, department we have. So then what's the next evolution? It was videos. Everybody knows they need videos. So do you just want to go out and make a quick video when it, you know, looks shaky, not very good quality, the content that you're actually saying or the text that you're actually putting into it isn't very good because you just kind of, you know, put it off the cuff and then think about, oh, wait, now I need another video tomorrow. I mean, until we started doing videos, I thought it was just going to be, oh, man, I got enough video idea. Let's go do it. And then you go do it and you watch <laughs> it and you're like, uh, this does not look good enough to, to put on Smartland, you know, to have Smartland back it like, you know, it, it takes a lot of time. And, and you learn real quickly, too. You're like, oh, yeah, no, it'll be easy. I'll just come up with a different video idea every single day. And it's right. like, you learn real quick that I mean, it takes way more concentrated even, effort. Even filming these, you know, yes, it's a discussion. But, you know, we still have to do a little bit of research behind it. And not not so much research as to, you know, we might do this, but enough to where it's like, yes, we think this is a good idea. We just might not have the resources right now to jump on this, and that's where you guys come in, because then you'll run with it. Right, and then you can make the whole YouTube department a huge big thing. Um, another kind of distinction, too, I mean, everyone knows, you know, you need videos, and there's like a million different articles and stuff out there talking about, you know, what to make or what to put out, um, and this, this is not exactly that. See, this is the creating the department itself. We're not here to tell you, you know, how to make it big on YouTube or anything. We're just here to, you know, present to you the idea that a YouTube department could be incredibly beneficial. Like, the content creation and stuff, that's, that's the department's issue that <laughs> you eventually make if you so choose. But, uh, so, I mean, I guess uh, the next thing is, how would you go about making said department? I, part, of it, part of me thinks it depends on the company. So... <clears throat> big or small, it depends on, in my mind, I guess, my mind first goes to budget. Because when you say a whole new department, that's at least four to five people. And they all have to have, you know, paychecks and salary, benefits, like all that stuff. So if your company's big enough to be able to afford that, obviously it could pay off in whatever income you might receive from your marketing, you know, from your new clients or whatever. But if you can't do that, I guess my mind kind of goes to maybe outsourcing until you can. So if maybe you have somebody in your marketing department who is a good writer, maybe you could utilize that person to write for videos every day if they have the time. And then maybe you hire an external video crew to film or you hire somebody to act in your films until, until you can get enough speed and enough momentum going to hire your own department. I mean, that's where my mind goes, at least, because I don't know if you could just run out of the gate and hire seven people and, you know, start making videos. It might not work that way. No, precisely. Because, I mean, yeah, there are some companies in this case where, you know, you would have to outsource that. And there are many, like, resources out there for outsourcing. Um, we personally, you know, use sites like Fiverr, Upwork, and we can kind of just independently contract what we need, you know, from them. Um, so if, you, if you're kind of on the smaller end and you just want to start out with, like, a small YouTube crew... Um, the absolutely bare minimum necessary requirements uh, I have found, um, you need a writer, uh, someone you know, who can put into words very eloquently what you're trying to convey. Like, I mean, you know, you can have a passion for something and know every little in and out of it, but if you can't convey that in an interesting way, people aren't necessarily going to be engaged, so that's where the writer comes in. And one quick point on the writer. Script writing is a lot different than website text, is a lot different than a blog article, is a lot different than just a, a PR piece. You know, script writing needs to be engaging. So this, this is actually a special skill of somebody to where, you know, you can literally find 
you know, you go to Indeed or you go to, uh, what's the other one, Monster, mm-hmm. you know, and you can find specific writers for specific tasks, and that's a special skill. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You could be in, like, it, I think of, like, a coffee shop trying to make videos for their for their shop. You could be an expert in coffee, you know, everything about it. You could write a textbook on it. Maybe that's how your writing style is as, an, let's say, an owner of this company. But that might not be very engaging in a video. I mean, someone right. reading from a textbook is going to be very boring. So, I mean, exactly. You need someone who can write a script where it's going to be short. Maybe it could be a five-minute video. Very engaging. It's going to want me to watch a video about coffee. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, definitely. It has, to, it has to grab attention and be able to retain that throughout while still getting your point across. And that is definitely a special skill. Um, another... Uh, you know, unit that you need in the bare minimum uh, to start like a YouTube department, I would say is uh, a talent. You know, someone who can actually appear in front of a camera and knows what they're doing and can also, you know, engage the, an audience. You know, just as important as the writer is to have, you know, the script engaging, there has to be someone in front of that camera to be able to pull in, a, you know, the audience to be able to, you know, replicate what the script's trying to accomplish. And, and I mean, in that in that aspect, it could be depending on what type of videos you decide on you want to do. You know, uh, an example comes to mind to let's say you want to create a character for your for your brand or for your company. You know, Flo is a huge example there. You know, she is funny, she is engaging, but she is still somehow joking about how you need car insurance or a bundle. You know, it's 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 funny, and then like the Geico Gecko. You know, he is a a character that they created just to boost their brand, and it's S- funny. Sorry to completely dispel anyone who actually thought you know Flo was working at <laughs> <laughs> Progressive or that the Geico Lizard actually exists, but yeah, I mean that comes from you know a talent that lady is, you know who plays Flo is an actress. You know, she didn't work. You know, in accounting or whatever for Progressive. I mean, that was someone who was picked specifically for that role. And if it wasn't her, it wouldn't have taken off. I mean, she was just, you know, the right person for that character. Yeah, that's true. I've seen so many, like, I'm going to say smaller companies who post on Facebook or YouTube. They post, like, you know, short videos. You can tell they just picked somebody who's already from the office making the video. They just kind of stand stiff as a board and... They're talking very slowly because they're nervous, or you can't hear them because maybe their audio. They don't have nothing. They don't have a microphone. They have nothing. <laughs> and exactly, it, it, it's it, it's less engaging. I, I'm just I'm not interested in the video. I can't focus on it. All right, definitely. But if you have like some wacky character, you know, who makes you laugh initially, I mean, you're already engaged, and they're gonna you know slip in that you know oh buyer insurance or <laughs> you know right. whatever. Um, I guess another uh, very important element to this, you know, baseline uh, would be a video editor. Oh, huge, huge, very important, you know, just from us doing the little amount of videos that we've done so far. I shouldn't say little. It's a lot. It's just, you know, we want to get to that YouTube professional level, too, as well. But you don't just film the video and do everything that you want in it in one take. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it is multiple takes. It is multiple cuts, and I didn't I didn't realize how hard it was trying to do a full scene just in one take. It is <laughs> it is extremely hard. So if you don't have that video editor who can, you know, cut in these pieces and cut in animation and graphics and maybe even like a green screen. And Shh, don't tell them. You know those those little <laughs> tiny things that you might not even think about if you've never edited a video before. It takes skill. It, and somebody that knows the software, too. I tried to just jump in and learn a video software. It's, it's, it's very hard. Definitely. And the other thing, too, I mean, this, there, this ha- again, has to be someone uh, who is dedicated, you know, solely for this role. I mean, as someone who has edited, you know, quite a few of these videos you know, that we've put up on YouTube, it takes an obscene amount of time. To fit everything in there like you don't just like oh you know here here edit this real fast it, it never works out like that I mean you gotta you know you gotta cut it um, inserting the animations inserting the text at the right times you have to go over it um, if anything's you know messed up if you need to blur something out if you need to make a background color correction 
and then even the rendering process. Like after after everything is said and done, you've been through all your trials and tribulations and you have a video, you still have to render that thing. And that takes time. So again, like that's just not something someone can just do offhand or, you know, you know, along the side. So pretty much the way I think about that process is if you have 10 minutes of video that you have to run through and edit, that's 10 minutes that you have to watch all of it. <laughs> then, okay, I'm taking that three minutes of that section. You watch that three minutes over and over. That's You watch it once, there's a, another three minutes added on. The process becomes from a 10-minute video to probably, what, a two-hour process, yeah. if not longer because then the rendering after. I mean, you got to watch all of this stuff. Then when the video is created, you know, it might have went from 10 minutes down to five, then you got to watch it. Oh, crap. Crap, something at 4.55 isn't correct. You gotta go all the way back and edit that. Watch it all over again to make sure that at 4.55 it's correct. Mm -hmm. You know, the process just becomes 10 minutes to 20 to 30 to an hour to an hour and a half to three hours. It's, it's, it's crazy. So if you don't have one person that is completely dedicated to editing those videos, you know, if they have other roles, oh, I'm editing this video, Oh, now I gotta go sit up front or now I gotta do a report or something that process just takes longer and longer definitely so you see how important it is to have just somebody focused only on editing that specific video so then we'll get to this later but it's the efficiency and managing the time properly mm -hmm. and another thing um, you know kind of to wrap all that in there is uh, there has to be not only the talent there but there has to be that consistency, like that consistency in style. All of these, you know, pieces, and this is the bare minimum, I, I remind you, all these pieces have to be very consistent and know what they're going for. They have to have a, like the same voice or else it's just not going to jive very well. So, you know, you have to find someone who writes, you know, the script in the way you want your voice to be presented. You have to have someone, you know, who's, you know, able to, you know, basically speak it in the voice that you want it, and someone who can edit it together in the style you want it. You know, do you want a serious, you know, serious edit, like very straightforward, or do you want, you know, goofy animations or bouncy text, you know, certain styles, and all of those pieces definitely have to jive. So we've covered, you know, the bases, uh, the bare minimum, I guess, of you need to start a YouTube department, but say you start getting some momentum, right? and this YouTube thing's really working out, you're gonna have to kind of expand that. So there are a few other elements you're gonna wanna include in this. Um, some common ones, I guess the first thing you'd get would be, I guess, a camera professional. Now, I didn't put that in kind of the, the baseline just because of how good and how simple cameras are nowadays. Like, I mean, you, you can use your phone nowadays and really actually produce some good video just from the phone. I mean, just make sure it has the right of... orientation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. And if you are using your phone and it is moving, get a stabilizer. There you go. You don't yeah. want to see bumping like the person's walking. That's it's... those things don't even cost that much. You can get yeah. them online. I mean, they're they're nice. Mm -hmm. And in the real estate business, I mean, when, when we do you know house tours and stuff, I mean, that was you know real quick. And you're like, okay, yeah, we definitely need something to keep this super smooth. But yeah. Until we had a stabilizer, it's the dude in the background just literally walking like they're on the moon, just <laughs> slow and, and smooth, just no step. And it was funny to be, be, you know, in front of the camera watching this dude try to walk, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, but I mean, shoot, even nowadays, like Galaxy S10, I've got one of those, and it has a built-in stabilizer, and yeah. it's not perfect, but it, it yeah. totally makes a difference. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely so. helps. Um, so yeah, so then when this starts picking up momentum, that's when you really want to get someone, you know, who knows the ins and outs of, you know, actual video cameras and photography, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, another important piece. Uh, also, uh, a producer. You know, something that was originally just a traditional media kind of job. You know, all TV shows have producers, movies have producers. Now, YouTube channels definitely have producers. And... They are all the better for it because they're coming, it is becoming such an uh, influential and massive form of media. Because of as you grow, 
too, the more followers you have or the more viewers you have, that producer is going to learn what they like, why they keep coming back to your channel to keep your videos still around, you know, not exactly the same, but around that to keep engagement, to keep bringing in new people. Because eventually, when it comes down to YouTube, it's, it's about viewers and how long they watch your video, if it's all the way through. That's how you really start getting up the ranks to, like we were saying before, is getting that supplemental income, which YouTube, if you create a big enough presence, that's what could happen to your YouTube department. Because there's hundreds of advertisers waiting to find spots on YouTube just because of how many people go there to watch these videos and how the YouTube kind of algorithm and structure has changed to allow these advertisers, you know, how often are you on YouTube if you don't have a paid account? Does an ad just pop up in the middle of your video? Oh my gosh. And it's getting more and more like kind of relevant to the video. I mean, before it could have just been any old, you know, ad popping up, you know, a car commercial in the middle of whatever. But now it's like, oh, you're watching a real estate video? Guess what? Boom. Real estate advertisement. Yeah. But if you get big enough on YouTube, that's what's going to happen to your channel. You're going to see that your ads are becoming the bigger and the better and the, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad term to say about these companies, <laughs> but there's a reason that they're well-known, they're household names, and then those will start hitting on your ads, and you'll, wow, wait, my ad was about real estate, and look, there's HGTV promoting their new TV show. I'm real estate, HGTV does real estate, oh, no wonder. No it's consistent. Wonder. And then that also, some of the other stuff you're saying leads into some other roles, um, such as a promoter. I mean, you know, someone to go out there because advertisements aren't the only way, you know, to you know, promote your channel or promote your product or even earn money on YouTube. Um, you can get brand deals and work specifically with certain brands and they'll pay for it. So if you have someone dedicated to going out and saying, hey, you know, look at your product, look at my guys over here, you know, they, they're a perfect fit for your product, then you know, that's something else that you can really, you know, add to your group. And, you know, other things like, I mean, even a lawyer. I mean, copyright is such a huge, you know, scary thing or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's usually the main thing, like why you'd need a lawyer for YouTube. Um, because, you know, if you get enough, like, strikes on your channel, they can shut it down. Yep. So having a lawyer gives you that edge because they know the legalities, they know what they're talking about. Uh, and they can, you know, defend you, basically, from getting shut down. Um, and then uh, one other just kind of, you know, addition to your team is, you know, someone who can study the YouTube algorithm. I mean, that is an actual job role. Uh, Google, you know, created the algorithm for YouTube to recommend videos, you know, which videos get boosted, which don't. And it is ever-changing and evolving by itself. So it would be incredibly beneficial to have someone who can say, okay, look, here's a change. We need to make a slight adjustment to keep you relevant. So, I mean, just, there's so many different moving pieces in this, um, you know, as, as you get bigger and bigger. Uh, and it's a, it really, it does. It really elicits you need a department for this uh, if you want to take it as seriously uh, to get yourself to that level. Uh, of use yeah all these points i mean that's a lot for your existing employees or whomever at your company to take on that's a lot and that's why like we said going back to the companies that just try to make a quick video on their own don't succeed at either getting viewers or getting followers because of their videos because they didn't do all the research and come up with all these ideas and do all this that goes into it yeah, there is a method to the madness of YouTube. <laughs> it's not the wild, wild west anymore, everyone. I mean, you know, Google and advertisers, they're looking for things now. They're looking to push different things. And it's a, you know, it's kind of a, you know, big game of, you know, what's it going to do next? But yeah, so uh, I guess let's now, let's kind of talk about, um, I guess, getting started, like um, the bare minimum uh, so we, we did talk about this a little bit. Um, you can earn money from YouTube, and it's some people's, I mean, entire career. But as a company, you can get supplemental income from this. 
and there are some like bare minimum requirements to start actually, you know, your YouTube department could potentially make you more profit on an entirely different, you know, area even. So uh, currently right now, uh, in order to get like that partnership where they'll YouTube will start uh, putting ads on all your videos, uh, you need what, uh, about uh, 1,000 views per video, and that'll approximate, uh, actually, oh no, that's not the right statistic. One moment, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing with the editor. You can just cut this crap please out. Please stand by. <laughs> Beep. Oh, okay. I got it. It was toward the top. So kind of the bare minimum you need to really actually, you know, start getting this, you know, supplemental income um, and actually, you know, have your YouTube department basically pay for itself. Uh, you have to have at least 1,000 subs and have 4,000 hours of video watched per year. Now, when YouTube started doing this, I mean, the barrier was way lower, but that's still not, you know, an unattainable thing. I mean, yeah, it's going to take effort. <laughs> what are subs? Subscribers on YouTube. For you at home. Yeah. <laughs> Just some terminology I'm throwing at you. <laughs> I felt that might have went over a few heads. Technical jargon. Yeah. So you need substitute teachers? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You need sandwiches? What? <laughs> but yeah, and, that's that, and that is like the bare minimum to kind of get started. Uh, if you want to know how high the ceiling goes, however, uh, and... Again, this is just, these are the top YouTube earners. Uh, they earn from 14.5 to $22 million from YouTube alone. That's crazy. That does not include merchandise. That does not include sponsorships. That does not include, you know, donations or other crowdfunding platforms. Other like airtime on TV or other media outlets. This is just YouTube. It's very hard to obtain that, and it's, you know, a very select people make this, but that is the ceiling. And I guarantee the people that are making that have, how, how many people do you think they oh. have on their payroll just to help create this That'd channel videos, of videos? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it could be like a whole, it could be like a news, a news station. Teams. I mean, yeah, a whole team. company. Offices. Exactly. I, I, a few YouTube, there are a few YouTubers that I can, you know, even think of off the top of my head. I mean, they go and buy offices to house all of their employees. I mean, it is seriously, it is like a, it is like almost its own business. Uh, and, you know. I mean, when you're making that kind of it's income. It's the new TV. <laughs> right? I mean, or you're making that kind of revenue, it, yeah. it is its own business. It's the I new mean, TV. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of TV, I think that's another thing that would be very useful uh, with YouTube you know, having the department, they can make all of these videos basically making you commercials, advertisements, your own promotions, that kind of stuff, without, and it'll get to a lot of people, right. without having to shell out a couple million dollars to have, you know, a 30-second clip run on airtime, mm -hmm. you know, on TV, on yeah, exactly. cable. You know, let's say you have a presence a little bit already, and you want to get a new, you want to try a new actress. You know, you can A-B test on YouTube. You know, if actor one got all of these views on this, this video, but then actor two got, you know, more, more views on this similar video, you know, obviously not the same content, but something around the same line, so it's a good A-B test. Now we're going with actor two, you know? You can, you can try different things. You can, you know, like what we're saying about the character. You know, you can try one that's funny and see if it engages people more and then try one that's serious and it's, you know, see which one's better. Oh, serious is more our clientele. That's that's why this one did better and that's why we're going that route. And that, that kind of makes me also think of even if, I know you said like the money you have to pay to put it on TV. Maybe you are the kind of company that already does that or has those monies. You could do both. If you hire this whole crew to make your YouTube videos, if it's that good of a quality... You don't even have to remake it. You just take that same video, pay the other money, and put it on TV. And now you have the same video playing in two different locations, just expanding your audience. Precisely. And you already made it because yep. you were using it on YouTube. A lot of companies do do that. I mean, again, going back to Flo, I mean, she has, you know, how many commercials and how many videos on YouTube. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a great integration tool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and people can go to the YouTube channel. They can learn more. They can, they will literally search out advertisements. It, you don't have to shove it in their faces. They will search it out. And you can test, like you said, to see which ones work best. I mean, it's, it's such, it's, it's an incredible kind of, you know, advertising phenomenon that you can have on your hands. And I mean, a lot of companies do. They dedicate a lot of time to that. Um, some companies that really use YouTube well, uh, Apple. I mean, any kind of product that they have a commercial, TV, YouTube. They have an announcement, you know, one of those big reveals like the iPhone 11. You know, they have, they film that. Mm-hmm. You know, they get out on stage and do their thing. That whole thing is filmed, recorded, bam, slapped on YouTube immediately. Um, and uh, have you guys, uh, you know, heard of the series Will It Blend? I have not. No. All right, guys. I'm gonna have to ask you to. <laughs> I mean, based off We're the title, have to pause I can. And go based off the title, I feel like them. I can get it. But so uh, these guys, uh, some you know campaigns, they have viral videos. You know, oh, it's like the one that really you know sparked all the stuff. Chuck Testa, the Pepsi Kylie Jenner thing. Um, uh, the Bank of America guy singing U2. I mean, and that's like cool. It's like a one-off, but it's like, how is that so practical as an advertising technique? Well, Blend Tech, these guys who sell blenders, made a viral series, basically. Will it blend? And they will just put random things into one of their blenders and click the button, see what happens. <laughs> and they'll do it with all sorts of stuff, you know, I mean, like household items, different foods, you know, textures, like, I mean, dry ice, iPhones, you name it, they'll put it in a blender and do it. And all of those videos get, like, just, un- just crazy amounts of views. And every single one of those that gets all these millions of views is an advertisement for their product. Like, so it's not just, you know, something that you use to maybe get a viral video once. It is 100% doable to actually, you know, serialize these things and, you know, promote your stuff and make a supplemental income. It's a... Seeing, like, that example to me is perfect. Like, they didn't come in and, you know, they found a topic or their idea for what videos they want to do based on their product, but it wasn't trying to sell their product. It was something kind of funny and fun, and it's just doing that in itself. You know, that's where I feel like when you really are thinking about creating this department, that's kind of, I feel like that's the first step, is what type of videos do we want to do? Because if you, like Jake was getting into before, if you don't have that certain type of feel that goes with your company, your department, the 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 script that you're going to write it just might not bloom to where you know with smartland I'm now I'm sitting here thinking okay what can we do should we create a type of character should we do something funny or you know should we focus on flipping a house or I you know that now my mind is just running but you know we really if you're really thinking about this you kind of got to Put some emphasis on that part, so then you can then hire the right people to keep that feel the same. Mm-hmm. And they, they, uh, Blend Tech is just a very—I mean, it is just the epitome of case in point in this, uh, you know, instance. And uh, I guess that'll get us into uh, kind of our next topic: is uh, so what happens when your YouTube channel totally takes off? Okay, so now you—you know—you're at the Blend Tech level. You've got the millions of views. You've got the supplemental income. You know, it's, it's almost, you know, a, a department that, you know, pays for itself. Uh, you know, what do you do from there? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on could this sustain itself? Right. Do you dedicate even more time and resources to this? So do we want to talk about other video platforms? Like, why you should focus on YouTube specifically? Are there other video platforms? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yes, as a matter of fact, despite what Google would have you believe, there are other video platforms out there. So, um, two other video platforms uh, that exist at the same time, uh, the 
don't even stack up to YouTube in the least bit. There's Vimeo and Daily Motion. Now, on top of them just kind of being smaller, I'm not kind of, I mean smaller, uh, there are also other stipulations they have that YouTube just doesn't have. Um, with Vimeo, you have to pay a subscription to them in order to become a creator on that platform. Mm-hmm. Where YouTube, you know, you just you make your make your Google account, you have a, it comes with a YouTube channel. Like, here, have a YouTube channel for free. <laughs> and then just work at it, and all of a sudden you can make money off of it. But that's a barrier of entry. Like, why would you want to pay, like, 20 bucks a month for something that you're not, A, doesn't have even near the viewership, or B, right. you know, what if you're not good at it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's not as, you know, it's not as easy, easily accessible. I mean, I have seen a lot of videos that are poorly made get a lot of views because very true they're funny (laughs) (laughs) i guess yeah i guess the comedy is the exception of the rule here (laughs) that's the reason why they have so many views is because they were so bad right well not to mention like say something goes viral on vimeo what happens someone records it and puts it on youtube YouTube. (laughs) right exactly and then they don't even link and say oh originally shown on vimeo no it's like it's all of a sudden it's Google's property now, um, and then Daily Motion, um, that one I think is even smaller uh, in viewership yeah, uh, small. each year. But they also have a, uh, a barrier; they cap your content. You can only upload so much. Like that blows my mind. Why would you not want you know as much content as possible? I mean, you know, it's really unconce- inconceivable that someone's gonna make like. I think it's like 90 videos a day and, you know, two hours, you know, as like the length cap or whatever. But still, I mean, that's not something YouTube has. Do either of them even have third-party advertisers? Do they show ads in, in like, higher-viewed or, you know? Yes, they do. Um, They didn't when they kind of they started. YouTube was kind of the one to pioneer that. But after a while... um, and currently, uh, both of them do. They do have you know ads that play on videos. So then, if you have to pay a subscription, and your videos are getting ads, so pretty much your ads just pay for your subscription on Vimeo or Daily Motion. Yeah, and that's if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see why not to go to YouTube first. Because I mean, I can't imagine you know advertisers are going to pay quite a bit to get their ads put right. on YouTube, you know, the platform, whereas. You know, smaller video platforms, they're like, you know, you guys aren't YouTube, cut us a deal, right? For us to put our ads on there and then, you know, pay money for it. So, the only, I mean, thing, I can, the only thing I can think of is if you're just happening to be reaching a larger range of audience using them, I don't know, maybe you do the research and you find out the people you're trying to target for some reason use one of those websites over YouTube. Or, I guess my also my mind goes to since YouTube's so big, maybe let's say internationally, YouTube might be regulated a little bit more mm, because they're a big name, whereas, like, let's say, foreign governments who have more regulations on the Internet know the name, they know to regulate what's on YouTube or what you see. And I don't know what your product is that's being regulated. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, maybe Daily Motion or this other one is a way to kind of avoid... Get around those you know, barriers. Just avoid, just avoid maybe just problems that you might come up with just because your advertisement doesn't... I don't know. Maybe they don't like it wherever this is. And if you have an international company or an international business, maybe that's the route to go because maybe YouTube's not allowed in a certain co- country. Mm-hmm. But these other websites are. That's the only thing I can think of. Definitely could be useful. And uh, so I don't know if these would, you know, constitute as, you know, v- video platforms, but Vine and TikTok. Hmm. So, um, you know, I would kind of categorize those more as social media. Yeah, social media. Uh, particularly Vine, uh, when, when it was around, uh, if you remember, um, there were six-second clips. But a lot of these, you know, Vine stars did get paid, you know, lots of money. But those, and TikTok does this similarly, uh, those come from uh, direct promotions. Like, you know, a company approaching someone saying, hey, I'll give you a lot of cash to advertise my product in one of your vines. So it reaches a bazillion people like that. Right. You know, there's no, you don't get like AdSense 
on your TikTok videos or your Vines. You know, that's a very YouTube thing. Right. Um, and YouTube, you know, includes, you can get those paid promotions and also earn revenue off of, you know, the ads on your videos. Uh, a lot of Vine stars actually, um, I hesitate to say, uh, you know, uh, leveled up to YouTube, I guess. Uh, a lot of them have YouTube channels now and, you know, are getting paid not just for the brands that they promote, but also now for the... From YouTube itself. Mm-hmm. For their formats. So it's just... There's just really no other... There, there's no other beast like YouTube. I mean, it is the thing, which is why I think it is, you know, very reasonable to have a YouTube department because it is the video sharing platform and it's just that big. And just with you know, back on right onto that point. Just with how advertising and how marketing is evolving into the digital world, it's you know the budget for your traditional mailers and print material is getting smaller. And all all that allocation is going into social and videos and and, you know, gifts or whatever you, you know, wanna do, but we the reason we're even talking about this is because of how big video is becoming. You know, more and more I see, you know, less time on, you know, certain pages of our website that don't have a video. I see more higher bounce rates on certain pages that don't have video content on it. It's just it's a the the evidence is there. So why not jump on this soon and get your video department up and running to where it is. It's not just a, a secondary thing that you think you may need to do. It's a, it's a thing that you need, you have to do now. It, it's just something that is, it's just there. It's, and it's never going to go away. It's quickly becoming a requirement, you know, just like having a website became a requirement when the internet right. you know, came. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just video is such a powerful medium and it's just an unavoidable fact that there is one platform that holds all of that power and, and that's YouTube. So I guess uh, I really want to kind of wrap this up um, with talking about the security versus the insecurity with YouTube. So what makes, you know, again, this is an investment. You know, we can't guarantee that this is going to be, you know, the gold mine for you specifically. So I think it's fair to give, you know, the securities versus the insecurities. So I guess what is something very beneficial about YouTube itself and, you know, working on that platform? I mean, for me as an advertiser, it's, I know how much doing a commercial on TV costs. Um, and if you don't have your own team, you gotta, you know, use whichever outlet your, or TV channel that you're going to and use their team of video, you know, video people it's not cheap you know I feel like the reason you would want to start this department and start out on YouTube is it gives you a chance to see if this will even work for your company you know and get a personal script writer who's gonna create content that is perfectly for you or for what you're trying to come across because you know again you're going to this other company let's say Fox 8 that their specialty is news and writing scripts for news anchors and stories like that to where if they would come to let's say a real estate company they might not know or put it into the terms that we we want or say the right thing because they just don't know our business inside and out to where hiring that person they will learn your business inside and out and pick topics based on you know obviously what the company as a whole decides but also based on you as a company do so it's it's a place to kind of test this out and then if you do want to branch out and go into tv you might already have an ad that did amazingly well like tom was saying on youtube and just hey now all you're doing is paying for ad space instead of all of these other integral parts that you don't have because you've never done it before mm -hmm. yeah definitely you you got that freedom uh, I, personally like right now uh Again, I don't like using this term, but too big to fail. Like, there's just no other 
you know, place to do what YouTube can do. That is a very secure, that is the video platform. There are always going to be videos on there. And if there is some kind of controversy or the world could basically end and YouTube could survive that based on how big it is and how many people use it and how, you know, supported it is just by its content creators and by Google. Because, I mean, Google's not ever going to get rid of it. It makes them way too much money. And I think that's just another really big, you know, security. Like, it's, it's, it's a safer platform than, you know, you know Vimeo, where some kind of world-ending controversy, like, Vimeo could just not exist. And yeah. there would be a, the majority of people maybe wouldn't even notice. Nope. Right? Yeah. Uh, however, some insecurities... Uh, really are YouTube has a lot of the, if not all of the control over the advertising. If you're not following their guidelines, mm -hmm. they can shut you down and there is nothing you can do about it. You know, unless you, you know, you're big enough that, you know, you're making YouTube, you know, a lot of money so that they'll listen to you when you appeal to them or you have a lawyer who can, you know, you know, step in and help you with that process. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is YouTube could just delete your channel and there would be nothing you could do about it. Yeah, I've heard of stories, recent stories of, you know, one person was putting up, you know, questionable content in their videos and, you know, they were, a, you know, a pretty influential person on there and they were making money from YouTube and getting advertisers and YouTube shut them down because of the content. And that was their full-time job. That's how they made their living. That's how they, they ate. That's they, how they paid rent. <laughs> apparently, they ended up going to Google and trying to get their, you know, what 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 are they? What do you call it? ban lifted? And you know, if they're like, you know, YouTube has its own rules. You know, it might be a Google product, but it's still a, a its own department within Google. Like Google might own it, but you know, it's yeah, still it's, it's still YouTube. It's basically, yeah, it is. It's basically its own company. It's just parented by Google at right. this point. So, you know, if you got to follow by all those guidelines. That's why when we were talking about the people you need to hire, it, it there could be somebody that is just sitting there going over the YouTube algorithm, what what to say, what not to say, what to do. You know, that's might be where the lawyer comes in and, he's, you know, does over copyright content because that's another reason you can be banned from YouTube is mm -hmm. you know stealing from other people obviously or even even like humming a humming a copyrighted song now can yep. well, right. you strike like I said it's like it's like the new TV I mean that's what you do if you try to make a commercial or you're trying to be on TV you can't just play any kind of song you want you can't sing any song you want you would owe money to somebody for that mm -hmm. and the tv or the government whoever is you know overseeing that would shut you down it's the same thing it's just that youtube's grown so much that when we first were introduced to it it was free and clear and you could do whatever you want but now it's grown so much that it's just like doing something on tv with mm -hmm. regulations i mean you just have to follow the rules i mean that's it really that's is. what it is. I, yeah. I guess that's just a result of falling into being a media force or a media distributor. Like, yeah. It, I mean, the, it evolved into this. I mean, I remember watching the first few YouTube videos of my friends making, and they're, you know, just on a, spe you know, a, a stereo in the background playing music. And nowadays, like, that, that video could have 20,000 views, but they had to remu remove it because of a copyright because they pay, played this song to where... Back when YouTube was first around, it didn't matter. It was just, you created a video. It was lawless back then, <laughs> you know? and it was beautiful. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, you, you got to watch what you say, what you do, mm -hmm. and what even stuff that you put in the background. Yeah, and there's no, like, there's no FCC equivalent for YouTube. Right. I mean, it's just YouTube, you know, is the judge and the jury in this. Um I mean, the legal action can be taken on you from the other parties if you're copywriting and stuff, but mm -hmm. YouTube will ban you first, and then you will get a letter in the mail saying you're being sued for copyright. And they do that because, you know, <laughs> the, the same people who will come after you go after YouTube yeah. for letting, you know... For allowing that video to be on there. Exactly. exactly. So they're just covering their backs just like we would be by hiring a lawyer or a specialized person just to know the rules and to, you know... Obviously, we've talked about how much it's changed. That is a crucial part 
to doing this successfully is to knowing the guidelines and the rules. Because just like Google has changed, their algorithm has changed, YouTube has too. Just like we said, you could post any type of video with any music, any ad, whatever you wanted. Now it's, hey, no. Did you reach out? Did you get copyright? Did you right. get permission to put this on here? If not, you're banned. And it's ever-changing, too. It grows by itself. I mean, there are certain points, you know, where stuff has gone haywire, and Google themselves didn't know, like, where it went wrong because it's so autonomous. Um, I guess my final point uh, I get for insecurity on YouTube is just, you know, being the only platform, everyone is competing. Mm -hmm. Every company, every individual, anyone who's putting up videos, I mean, millions of hours of content are uploaded every single day. And, it, you know, it's not impossible, but it is. It is difficult nowadays to really be able to... Uh, you know, fully realize success on YouTube. Right. Which is, I think, uh, a reason why it's nice that it can become like a supplemental income or, you know, uh, some department instead of, you know, just a, a, a full-time, you know, you know, job where that's the only thing that they're doing. Um, I think it's, it's nice to have that symbiotic relationship where, you know, there are people who know they're going to get a paycheck even if YouTube shuts down their channel. Right. You know, and the company, you know, is willing to be able to pay a steady paycheck to someone knowing that they're getting, you know, all these videos of, you know, advertisement and stuff and even potentially supplemental income for the company. Uh, it's just, it's a very good working relationship, uh, which is why I think, you know, something like a YouTube department could be very successful. So what could turn Jake's insecurity there into a reason why you need, might want to start thinking about creating a YouTube department is go to YouTube right now and search your competitor and see if they have a channel. If they do, you are too late. If they don't, jump in and run with this because it will benefit you. But again, it's as we talked about before, it's thinking about these things in the greater picture, bringing in the right department heads or hiring the right people based on what goals or what message you want to come across when you're, when you're you know, creating these videos. But that's why we, we think this is such a huge, huge benefit to a company is by creating a YouTube department. And it might not even be YouTube. It's just a video department. But where are you going to post them then when you create videos? <laughs> yeah. right. YouTube. YouTube. That's why we're throwing YouTube. You know, exactly. So it's, it, this is pretty much creating a video department within your company. But, again, you're going to you post them keep, to YouTube. So. You've got to keep up with the YouTube. So with that in mind, take a, make a YouTube department and run with it. Run. Run it.